My guest today has been working in Dubai real estate for over 10 years and is now part of the prestigious and well-respected developers in Dubai on the app. With extensive experience on the development and delivery of bespoke often on-plan property programs within Dubai that challenges clients' mindsets and commercial objectives of their property portfolios, I'm excited to break down his thoughts, process, and expertise on the off-plan market. We're going to be answering all your off-plan investment questions and finding out more about Omnilat's current developments and plans as Dubai continues to grow. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our guest, Josh Fearon. Hello. Welcome. Thanks Thank for coming you. on. That's good. So what we typically do is we start off with quick fire questions. Yep. It's eight questions, no right or wrong mm. answer. Just a uh, chance for listeners to get to know mm. you a bit better and Dubai a bit better because a lot of them listen from outside yeah, yeah, Dubai. And then we're going to go into really specific questions about Omnia as a developer right. um, and also off-plan in general. A lot of questions have been sent in okay. this week. So okay, great. let's start off the quick fire questions. Go on. So your favorite restaurant in Dubai? Um, I've got to say Namos, I think, for me. Okay. More of, a de- more of a daytime person no. rather than nighttime. So Namos is the one. Nice. W- have w- you been? W- I've, I've have never you been. Not been? No, you no. need to go. It's in the four seasons. Oh, lovely. Okay. Very nice, yeah. So it's more of an de- afternoon vibe from like four o'clock onwards. But yeah, that's my place. That's my favorite restaurant. You have to live in one Omniac development slash building. Which one do you pick? Oh, that's a tough one. <laughs> um, without being biased, obviously, all of them to me are amazing. But if I had to pick one, it's something which is under construction at the moment. It'd be Ola. So okay. Ola on the Palm Jumeirah. Amazing. Amazing project. I'm sure we'll dive into that a little bit. Yeah. yeah. In this episode. So describe the Dubai real estate market in one word. Right now, booming. 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 <laughs> I had bubbling hot last week, yeah, booming yeah, this bu- week. Bubbling hot, yeah. <laughs> booming, yeah. That was good. Uh, your favourite thing to do slash day out in Dubai when you have a day off? Um, for me, it's a beach club. Like, daytime things, like I said before, is my thing. Yeah. So, beach club, Saturday, all day. Any all Pacific day. beach club, yeah? Anyone, really. West Palm Beach is probably where yeah. I end up most weekends. Uh, but Nikki Beach is a favourite as well. Lovely. Uh, your favourite Dubai area slash community? Palm. Like I said, I spend about 90% of my time on the palm, so okay. that's my favorite place. I tend to agree as well. <laughs> uh, the one thing you love about Dubai more than anything else? Um, lifestyle, I think, and I always say it, I think there's something for everybody in Dubai. So, you know, whether it's you, you like going out or whether it's daytime things, nightclubs, DJs, or none of that, and just, you know, nice beaches, there's something for everybody. Definitely. I, I think a lot of people, when they see Dubai, they see the Instagram yeah. highlights and stuff. When you actually live here, it's, it's, it's so, so it's different. Yeah, exactly. It's, to, it's totally different, but it's, there's something for everyone. Families, young people, yeah. older people. There's something for everyone. I always say it all the time, but definitely the lifestyle over everything. Definitely. Last two. In your opinion, what's the biggest common myth about Dubai that people who don't live here have? Um, probably how strict it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, can you get a drink there? You know, you get arrested if you have a drink, all that stuff. But yeah. that's mainly from people who've not been to Dubai. You know, like the UK press love to... Love to slate the place, and I don't know why it really annoys me. But oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but that's probably one of the, the main things I say that people yeah. think. I think um, also I think it was, was years ago. You know, we're talking maybe that. thirty years ago. You know, that was probably the case. Um, but now it's very westernized. Of course, there's rules. Mm. You know, and there's restrictions like everywhere. But I mean, you know, you can do what you want to Definitely. an extent. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? My my wife first came here on holiday about nine years yeah. ago. And uh, then when, we, when we've come back here, obviously, since and, and moved here, what she said, even when she came like nine years ago, it was like much stricter for that, even like wearing bikinis and beaches. Yeah, all, no, all, it was. All that sort of stuff. But now, like, it's, it's, 
exactly. so much more relaxed. Because I came in 2013, right, and okay, even yeah. back then, looking back then, it was all about the nighttime. So really, daytime stuff. You didn't really have beach clubs. Yeah, you know, there wasn't nothing of that. Everything come alive in the nighttime. I think yeah, that was yeah. did a lot to do with the drinking and stuff. Didn't want to promote that in the daytime, maybe. Mm. Um, and then as the time time evolved, you know, beach clubs started appearing. Uh, yeah, yeah. And now it's all about the daytime things. Couldn't be wrong. You'd have brunches back then, but you know, um, it wasn't really no. a daytime vibe. It was brunches more every day. Yeah, but, well, now there's brunch every day, and it used to just be the Friday. But now you can get one every day of the week. Yeah, definitely. Last question: What have you done Dubai? What have you done to Dubai to make it feel like your own home? Um, for me, I think having a solid career, you know, like mastering that mm. and being successful in what I do in my industry, you know, made Dubai feel like home for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and secondly, as well, if you don't have family here surround yourself with good friends you know you've got to have a solid group of mates i mean dubai can be a lonely place if you don't have sure. a friendship group and no family here and i think that's half the half the reason why most people don't last in dubai you know because you know it's, it's it is tough without your family and stuff you mm -hmm. know but good group of mates and you know let's settle right in i agree i agree right so we're going to move on to section of podcast where okay. listeners sending questions mm -hmm. we answer them i try and answer them you obviously bring okay. on guests like yourself uh, to answer them so this week we're going to focus purely on off plan all right uh, and then I've included a couple here specifically on OmniNuts mm -hmm. just because they are developing obviously a lot in Dubai at the moment. Of course, of course. People have probably seen them, everyone. Yeah, build, yeah. Billboards, buildings. So I'm really excited to dive into what they're doing at the uh -huh. moment as well. So question number one is from Max, which has come via a YouTube comment. Okay. What are the benefits of buying off-plan compared to secondary? Um, there's a few benefits, actually. Number one, obvious reason you get a brand new property. You know, um, and in that brand new property, you know, if you're well, if you get there in an early stage of the developer's launch, you're able to select a unit from. Well, there's a good variety of units to choose yeah, from. Yeah. You know, so that you're looking for a one-bedroom apartment, you you can choose the the floor level, the view, the size, the layout, in the desired building and location that you want. Compared to a secondary market, where there could be one tower, for example, that yeah. you want to be in, you need a one-bedroom. And there's one one bedroom available it doesn't tick all those boxes but you end up just taking the unit anyway because you want to be within the tower so it's more about variety and yeah. what's out there you know in terms of inventory um secondly pricing you know your pricing is always very attractive when you're going with the developer you know that's one of the reasons people go for off plan you know they're much more affordable shall we say mm. in a prime location than it would be on the secondary market yeah you know it could be a tower next door that's selling for 40 percent more than you're paying your off plan unit for yeah um third you've got payment plans so payment plans are key for for developers you know and that helps the investors as well you know those that don't want to take finance yeah. um it's a perfect option for them and also those that have funds that come in regularly but may not have the 100 percent of pay uh, upfront payments you know to go full cash mm. so they're the benefits um and lastly actually which is the important one is uh your capital appreciation yeah. so you know you're buying um an off-plan unit if you've chosen the right developer, the right location, you're automatically getting, you know, a premium on that. The minute you get your keys, you know, you should be looking at least 20%, you wow. know, when you get your keys. And, you know, that's good to know. Mm. It's a good investment. If you wanted to sell it even at, on, on those at the key handover, you know, you can and you've earned yourself 20% premium. And that's a minimum, I would say. But you've got to choose the right development and right location. Of course. I can't say that's across all developments. No, of course but, not. you know, if you, if you choose if you choose wisely, yeah, yeah you make you some good money. Going back to the capital appreciation bit, because a lot of people listening to us are yeah. are investors, and they might be investing in the UK market or other similar markets where yeah. to buy an off-plan property and then get twenty percent plus minimum. Again, depends on the project mm. and development. Is like wow, that's that almost like 
is not not unbelievable to them, but yeah. because they because they because they're used to a certain mm. market. Is there a specific like potentially client you've had with Omniac where in in recent times where you've had you know what, like a case study that you you could break down a little bit? Um, I mean, we've got a lot of comparables for for Omniac, you yeah. know. And if you just take one upon, for example, which is um, managed by the Dorchester Collection, yeah. the guys who I mean that launched quite some years ago now, you know, but people who bought at those off-plan prices and what they're selling at today, you know, people are doubling their money in terms of their initial investments. Yeah. So it's proven, you know, times have changed. Uh, the market is, like I said, booming. Um, and if you buy at the right price on, on from a developer on like a pre-launch, you know, you always will get that capital appreciation. Definitely. And, and also sure. one thing I love about Dubai, and we spoke about last week on the podcast was the transparency of data. Yes. So yeah, yeah, of course. like investors like can you can go and see, for example, the, the one palm you mentioned, yeah, they can yeah. actually go and see what because they were bought you, for. Exactly. You can see all online. everything's today. online. You can see and honestly when you do look at those figures, you're like, oh, wow. Yeah. And then you get people, you know, clients, previous clients of my, of mine and, and others in, in the company who, you know, they didn't buy. And then you're like <laughs> look at the and they're like, oh, you know, I wish yeah, I would have done yeah. that, you know, but people don't think at the time, people don't actually believe where the market's going to go. And that's why I always say, don't think about it, just do it. You know, if you've got the comps there, it's, it's always going to work out. Yeah. Especially when you're looking at your sales price, you know. Definitely. When you develop on off-plan pre-sales. Brilliant. No, that's, that's some really, really yeah. good, good points. So I hope that answers your question, Max. Uh, question two is from me, yeah. is around Om Omninat. So mm -hmm. a lot of people would have seen the name on the sides of buildings, yeah. across social media, and as a prominent developer in Dubai. Can you tell us a little bit more about them as a company and a developer? Yeah, so, I mean, Omniat have been around for 18 years now. Yeah. 2005 was when Omniat started, and they started off as a commercial developer. Mm -hmm. So they produced corporate houses, retail, you know, office towers, essentially. And it wasn't until around five years ago that they stepped into the ultra luxury or luxury segment, shall I say. Yeah. Um, there was a couple of things that put Omniat on the map. Uh, first one was the Opus um, building, which is our Amazing. development in Business Bay, which is beautiful. Mm. You've seen it yourself when we were down at the event. You know? I had an office there, as I said to you. Yeah, you, yeah, you um, did actually. Yeah, year, it yeah. Just and it was designed incredible. by Zaya Hadid. So it was architecturally beautiful, with the one with the big void in the middle, inside and out. It's totally unique. So that sort of put us in the limelight for the ultra luxury, yeah. Um, which yeah was a stepping stone for us getting into the residential. Uh, it done extremely well. And then another was uh, our exclusive partnership with the Dorchester um, Hotel, yeah. which is the Dorchester Collection. And that's when we stepped into the, the branded residence, shall we say, um, in terms of the hospitality side. And the first development was one upon, which I spoke to you about before. So that's where we sort of are at the moment in terms of Omniat. Um, although we are an ultra luxury developer, um, you know, we do have some luxury um, developments too. Yeah. So we sort of say we have two buckets of inventory. You know, we have our luxury bucket and we have our ultra uber luxury. So ultra will start from, sorry, luxury will start anything from say 1.3 up to 10, 12 million. And then we have our, um, Ultra Luxury and Uber, which start from around 20 million, they can go up to 350 million. Yeah. So we have two buckets and we don't have to capture the market, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, we don't want to focus purely on the Uber Luxury because, you know, there is a market as well for the luxury side as well. So yeah. we've, we've captured everything, I would say. Uh, and this is where we are today. So very strong at the moment. We're going through huge growth and there's a lot to come from Omniat. Um, yeah. And think now we're on our sixth collection for for um for moving fast yeah we are yeah yeah, yeah it's been exciting it's, times I was at, obviously at the launch last last yeah. la last week and yeah it was just 
you can you, you can literally see the growth and the amount of attraction. I couldn't believe the amount of people there. It's uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a huge, huge response from the yeah, brothers for for, for uh, sure. our latest project, which I'll, I'll talk about. Yeah, in a in a moment, but yeah, it's exciting times. There's a lot going on. Is it just to go back to that range then, just to give us a rough example of maybe the most affordable? Uh, I mean, uh, you know, is, is Villa Townhouse apartment yeah. is to the most expensive one? Just, just uh, yeah. So we know. I mean, Omni had to produce mainly uh, apartments rather yeah. than villas. We do have a couple of townhouses within certain developments. Yeah. So we'll be looking at a project um, in terms of affordable um, would be um, Sterling, which is in Business Bay. Yeah. So this is com completed. So we're going to hand over the, this in a couple of months' time. So the building's there. They're just minor snagging taking place. We do have a selection of units still available. To be honest, we have around 12 units left. Okay. Start from around 1.3, 1.4. Okay. You know, um, they can go up to up to 4 million, yeah, 5 yeah. million, you know, some some 6 million on the townhouses. Yeah, yeah. But that's sort of the range there. That's where our, I'd say our starting price uh, is our entry level, shall I say, yeah. into, into Omnias would be Sterling. Um, and then additional to that, we have Anwa, which is in um, Dubai, Maritime City, which is an interesting location, actually, because this yeah. is very up and coming. Um, and again, you know, our average price there per square foot would be around 2,500 approximately. Again, we haven't got the official pricing yet, so yeah. we're not able to go into actual no, pricing, course, but yeah. in terms of the figures, that's what we'll be looking at there. So approximately, let's say, you know, you'd be looking maybe, you know, 1.3 for a studio, again, 1.4, you know, um, two, uh, one bedroom, 2 million, 2.5. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they're like the, the two affordable yeah. options within within the the, the luxury segments of, yeah. of omnia yeah and people always love the big luxury high-end sales we have a lot of that because what's, what's the highest uh, let's say what what's the highest um priced uh, unit in our current availability uh, our current availability that's being released now is um going to be vela yeah so we have vela there we have the the triplex um Sky Palace, is which is amazing, insane over 20,000 yeah. square feet. It's honestly insane. Uh, it's you haven't seen it, just yeah. I mean, we, I'll, I'll leave a link down below, yeah. on, the, on, on this yeah, podcast. So that, but that, it is that's circa like, in, circa like 200 million yeah. plus, you know. But again, that price is to be confirmed because at the moment we're we've got a shell and core, you know, normally people who come with a budget of you know 200, 300 plus, um, yeah. they they want to do the interiors themselves. Course, yeah, so we yeah. keep the option there, you know, so the price has not been confirmed on it, but it's going to be circa yeah. 200 plus. That's a really good range though. You know, ver it's ver for everyone yeah, of course. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, like I said, the, the Uber, ultra Uber luxury start from around 20 million. Yeah. You know, that's where we normally Sweet start spot. from. Yeah. Lovely. Uh, question three is from Lara via LinkedIn. Oh, mm -hmm. Laura or Lara? I hope I pronounced your name right. <laughs> um, I'm thinking of investing in off-plan and then flipping. Mm -hmm. Can I sell before the settlement? You can. Now, I can't speak for every developer because each developer have has their own internal policy. Yeah. So I'll talk on Omniat. We do allow it, yes. Uh, and we have an internal policy of 50%. So okay. you would have had to pay your, your payment plan up to 50% yeah. or clear 50% of the payment before you can apply uh, with the developer to resell the unit. Um, but it's possible, yeah. And, and that's kind of what a lot of our investors do with our products. Um, they, they flip. You know, as Omnia, we always say we keep a little bit of meat on the bone whenever we are, uh, you know, we yeah, are yeah. pricing our stuff because we want the investors to buy from us. We want them to make money, you know, yeah. whether that's, you know, flipping Jordan construction or whether that's flipping on handover. We always want them to make some capital on it. And yeah. the reason being that they, they retain customers, you know, they retain clients mm. and clients who have bought in one palm, bought in all that, whoever bought in all of bought yeah. and so forth. So when they know that it works, you know, 
we have retained and custody, you know, constantly, and that's sort of how how, how we position it. Is so it is it quite common that people or you find with Omni that that people do um, buy these developments knowing that the fifty percent with you guys, for example, that they will flip, or do most people tend to hold? No, they tend to hold. There's okay. only uh, there's like a small percentage of people you know that do that, yeah. you know, but majority of them hold on to the units yeah. uh, for sure. Um, you know, not everyone is in the game to flip, but you do yeah, get yeah. your investors. You know, there's a small handful of them. But those, you know, keep it, keep hold of it. You know, the, some people that are excited about it, they, they don't want to let it go. You know, yeah, yeah. and those that are buying these sort of uh, projects from us and properties, you know, these guys, the wealthy people. You yeah. know, if you're looking at like a two bedroom, three bedroom, you know, a 40, 50, 60 million, you know, to flip it, it's not their main, yeah, their main objective. You know, so they they want to hold on to it because they want to experience it. Yeah, you know, they want to move in, they want to experience it. Whether they sell it in a year or two after they experience it, you yeah. know, that that's the decision. You know, but. Do you find most of the clients that you work with are they purely investors or are they people are they kind of end users looking? I know it's, everyone's an investor, so obviously to an extent, yeah, yeah. buying mm -hmm. the units, but are they people who tend to look moving in or just it's keeping for honestly a total, total mix? Okay. You've got your your end users that want to you know move into the property. You have your investors yep. as well, and then what will happen is a lot of international buyers yeah, coming forward, and this is second homes. So we're looking at a second home, a holiday home for them. They will use probably six months of the year, you know. So it, it's a complete, yeah, yeah, kind of mixed bag. Yeah. yeah, interesting. Hope that answers your question, Lara. So, question four again is for me around mm -hmm. Omniat. So, give us the top three current developments from Omniat for investors looking for maximum ROI. Um, to be honest, all of our projects give maximum ROI, in my opinion, because yeah. we offer something completely unique and different in every single project, and no project's the same. Um, but if I had to choose free for you, I would say I would give Opus um, as as an example. Reason being, Opus is ready as well. Um, mm. That's a ready project. We Proven. do have a couple of some availability on that as well. We have around ten units left. Um, ROI and that's going to be fantastic. You know, they're serviced from the Me Hotel. Yeah. You have a range of fine dining restaurants and big branded restaurants within the building. Yeah. And it's quite a unique, funky hotel as well. And uh, we've had a huge amount of interest. Where it's located as well, you know, uh, Business Bay is mm. by um, the IFC, for example, and all of the major offices. So, yeah, yeah. you know, you're going to always have a t ready tenant coming forward. And now forecasted, um, which we've predicted um, for Vela and Orla, I would say these two projects were going to bring in a high return of investment. Yeah. They're part of the Dorchester collection. Um, you know, amenities wise are fantastic. You know, what we do is we we give so much external space basically on all of our projects where most developers would you know build you know an extra tower or more apartments you mm -hmm. know we tend to give out a lot of space uh, we want to create lifestyles and destinations in each one of our projects so yeah when people come forward tenants and they're wanting to rent a property you know from Omnia, well not from Omnia, but part of Omnia, yeah. so, you know, from their developments, they see the value. So they, they're prepared to pay the price, you know, and in return you get a decent ROI. Definitely. I always say as well, you know, for anything that's ultra or uber luxury, obviously there's a premium price that someone's bought at. So you've got to take that into account yeah. when you're working your ROI out, you know. But, you know, you should be looking, at, we should be having with at least 7, 7%, 6.57% 6 yeah. net, you know, on a Uber luxury project. Really, and just because I know, obviously I know the concepts of them, but just go into the concept of Opus because you you, you mentioned the fine dining restaurants. Yes. You, you've got the offices there mm -hmm. as well. Um, as again, I know when I was there, I used them all. So I had the office, I was, I was there, and then you would go down to the business lunch in, in the restaurants yeah, yeah. and you just got everything there. Everything obviously, if you're living there as well, 
Um, so just maybe just go into the context of people, um, for people listening of the o of the Opus building. Yeah, so we have the Opus building. Um, half of it, let's say, is uh, a boutique hotel. Yeah. You know, there's only a small amount of rooms in there compared to, you know, other hotels. So yeah. it's very boutique. And then the other half is, is residence. So they're fully furnished. Um, they're keyed So, you know, they're all fully designed, bespoke furniture. Uh, and the service as well. So we have the hotel. So you get your concierge. You know, you've got all the service you can imagine what you would expect in a hotel you have within the Opus as well. And then, like you said, just offices within there too. Um, you've got, I think it's like five or six restaurants now that yeah. have opened up. So you've got everything and more that you need within your residence, you know, yeah. and a very cool looking building as well. Live, work, play. Yeah, exactly, yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know, and there's some really yeah. nice restaurants. You can pop downstairs, you can go for a business lunch. You know, you can go downstairs, have a drink of an evening. You can even just work from the lobby. The lobby is amazing and you can work from the lobby. And yeah, it's one of those, mm. again, what you just said. Definitely. Yeah. It's also really good for network, especially if you're business minded. Network's I find it really, really good for networking. Uh, in fact, a lot of my network has now come from the months that I spent. Yeah, yeah. They're just because you've also around a certain type of yeah, clientele, you, business level. Exactly. Um, you, you see it. You see it in, in the lobby. I sit there sometimes myself networking yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> on my laptop, you know. <laughs> I mean, we do have a sales center there as well, but I'm, I'm normally sitting in the lobby because yeah. you do. You see the caliber of people coming through, you know. Definitely. And it's a lot. I imagine a lot of business people staying here on business trips and so forth. That's sort of what the clients that look like. But yeah, it's Definitely. very, very uh, nice. Very nice. Uh, and you mentioned the Dorchester. Mm -hmm. um, just again, just give people who again might not know exactly what that is just yeah so the dorchester i mean dorchester hotel you know it's renowned yeah. you know for for what they do in terms of their service levels so yeah. we have the exclusivity um on the dorchester um oh. in in the uae yeah. so we're the only developer that can have dorchester manage our projects so the service levels you get are well i mean don't get me wrong dubai is amazing yeah, and yeah. you get your five-star hotels everywhere but not necessarily five-star service so in, when we've approached, obviously, um, Dorchester, we've done the full collaboration and they're going to manage each and every one of our residents. You know, there's not going to, well, apart from the Lana yeah. that has the hotel attached, which I'll touch on in a moment, but the rest of the developments that we have, like Ola, um, we have one at Palm, for example, they're managed by the Dorchester. There's no hotel. So it's a pure residence managed by luxury five-star classic yeah. hotel, which is the Dorchester. And the service levels are like out of this world, you know, so, yeah, super luxury. Definitely. It's, yeah. it's, it's a really good concept, bringing them both yeah, together. Obviously, we're, we're seeing this in, in more in, in, in Dubai now, but it's a really good concept, especially for in, investors in selling points. And even if you're living there as an end user, yeah. it's just a, it's a really, yeah, really good. Yeah, honestly, the experience is, is like no other, you know. Um, even the pools, you know. You, when you walk in, in, to give you an idea, so people visualize it, yeah. it's like being in a five-star hotel. Yeah even at your pool, wet towels, you know, fresh water. You're just lying, it's where yeah. it's your home, it's your residence. There's no hotel attached, but you're getting all the benefits of the hotel. Mm. So what I was referring to before, sorry, uh, which uh, which have jumped across from the service levels, you know, and five-star hotels are amazing here in Dubai, but your service levels may not always be five-star. Yeah, yeah. The service levels that we're getting, especially within the Dorchester, the, the Lana Hotel, which the Dorchester have as well from us um, and our residents, you know, we're going to expect the service that you get in Paris and London, yeah, you know, yeah. not Dubai. You know, it's, it's totally different service. You know, very personal, you know, and that, that is true five-star. Definitely. Definitely check it out. So uh, question number five is from Akash via the podcast form. How much do I need to buy an off-plan property in Dubai 
And can you give me some examples of payment plans? Obviously, we'll make this Omnia Pacific. Yeah. Um, again, it, each developer, so, so they're aware, you know, not yeah, yeah. every developer is totally different on their payment plans. I'll give you an example yeah. from Omnia. I mean, even Omnia, you know, all of our projects have different payment plans. Mm. You know, we, we tailor them for that specific project. Okay. So normally you would have a down payment, which generally is around 20 to 25%. So you would normally pay a 5% reservation fee and sign your reservation agreement. And then when you're signing your SPA, which is a sales purchase agreement, which is your contract, yeah. you would then put your 20% down. So in total, you're looking at 25% plus your 4%. So there's a Dubai lands department fee, which is 4% yeah. of the purchase price. Similar to, you know, let's say a stamp duty in the yeah, UK, yeah. for example, it's a one-off cost. Um, and then your payment plan will come into effect. So developers will have either 50% uh, payment plan, which is Jordan Construction, and 50% on handover, so 50-50. You can have 30-70, um, you can have 60-40, it, it depends, you know, and they're normally every quarter, every six months, or annually, again, project-specific, so I couldn't okay. give you an exact payment plan from us, but they are up for discussion as well. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. you know, if that payment plan doesn't suit, for example, if we have a payment plan on one of our projects that pay your 20, 25% um, on your SPA, and then, you know, we expect the payment in another year, and another year, and another year. You know, right, okay. three payments over three years, uh, for example. If that doesn't work, you know, for the buyer, and he's like, look, I'd rather make, you know, a couple of payments within that year, you know, with cash flow for me, yeah, I prefer yeah. to get out. It can be done, so everything can be discussed, you know, but they're just how it's set. And we found, you know, actually having those longer payment plans, whereas not every quarter is better and it's less stressful for the mm. buyer as well because three months come around quick. Yeah. And it's like, geez, you know, another, another, another payment due. So it's totally flexible, yeah, but we, but we have the payment plans. And just to follow on from that, because a lot of people might think, oh, do I need a buying off plan? Do I need a mortgage? Or okay. is, it purely, is it purely just through the developer? Again, on, on the yeah. Pacific. Um, they don't need a mortgage. It's just purely through. It's the yeah. Developer. So yeah, it's pure. It's purely yeah. You you're paying you know the developer directly into an escrow account. You know, and and that's the benefit of going with a, a developer. However, if you for the final instalment, so for example, if you've done a fifty percent um, payments during construction period over mm. three years, for example, on the handover on the completion, you you owe the developer fifty percent, for example. Now, because the building's completed and a BCC is ready to ready to go, you can actually finance that if you wanted. Okay. So you can take a finance, yeah. you know, so you could take a mortgage on it because the building's ready. Mm. So some people do this. So you know they'll pay the payment plan um, yeah. over the say the fifty percent over the the course of three years, and then on the final instalment take take mortgage. So it's flexible. Flexible, yeah. Well, you can't take a mortgage on an off-plan property, obviously, because yeah. there's nothing there. You know, there's, <laughs> yeah. there's nothing to mortgage. You know what I mean? It, it's, it's, it, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, Brilliant. there's ways around. Okay, so I hope that answers your question, I guess, Akash. Question six again is from me on Omniat. So, what is the next big Omniat development coming up that we should get excited for? I can't. I mean, I, there's one I can talk about because we've, just, we've just launched. <laughs> um, we have a lot going on at Omniat internally. We have. Yeah. Um, projects which are going to be coming, you know, by quarter four, I would say, you know, towards the end mm -hmm. of the year, some really interesting stuff. However, I'm not able to, to discuss, even of I don't course. really know all, yeah. the, all <laughs> of the details. Yeah, you know, it's kept very, yeah. very, very secret, you know, um, there's a couple of things we know, but not. Dubai's not a small place. Exactly, you know, exactly. So that it doesn't get told to anyone, yeah. but, you know, directors and, and higher level. Um, but one which we've just launched, which is an amazing project. Again, Dorchester Collection, uh, it's Vela. So, I mean, you, you went down the launch with me yeah. um, last week. Uh, amazing project, you know, exclusive, only 38 units. 
across 30 floors, two connecting towers, essentially one unit per floor. You know, we've got three bedrooms and four bedrooms. Majority have those private pools. Some have the double heights. We've got penthouse. We've got triplex sky palace. Yeah. Um, There's wraparound pools there. Yeah, honestly, it's, oh, again, all architectures, you know, it, it's beautiful from the outside, aesthetically pleasing, and it's a quality over mm. everything. You know, we use the, the, the best, you know, um, interior designers. We, we, we use the best architects. Um, and this is launching. Uh, well, it's launched, um, but it's coming, you know. Um, construction's about to start in the coming months, and uh, that's in Marassi Bay. Um, basically yeah. the district and uh, business bay next to the Lorna residence and the Lorna hotel. Yeah. So that will open in quarter four this year. That's going to bring huge value and a lot of wealth to the area. It's the only Dorchester, you know, within the Middle East. So, you know, that's big things for them and, and for us as well. Um, and it's just two plots away from there. So for someone who may not have been in a Dubai um, new mm -hmm. residence, Talk me through some of the amenities that you get in a place like the Vela. Yeah, so you get everything, everything. You know, you can have uh, across all developments, you know, cinema rooms, state-of-the-art gyms, you know, uh, spa, really amazing, like, outdoor space. You know, that's what we like to give. We like to give outdoor space, really yeah, nice. nice facilities, huge, big swimming pools. You've got your valet parking, um, double height ceilings. You, you've got... It, every, every little detail is thought of, you know, when, when we go into the plans of these. And, yeah. you know, in partnership with the Dorchester, you know, um, we have to be as well. We have to both be aligned with, with, yeah. with vision and ideas. And I think that's one of the reasons why the relationship worked so well between Omniath and Dorchester, because we both think the same, you know. Definitely. Definitely. All right. So question seven from Jamie via the podcast form. I'm from the UK and have no intention of moving to Dubai. Mm. We'll try and change that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you'll be here soon. <laughs> but I want to invest in an off-plan development I've been presented with. Mm -hmm. What is the process of investing into off-plan when not being a resident in Dubai? And again, make this on, on that Pacific. It's very, very, very simple, actually. And a lot of people who probably like 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 yourself is based in the UK, and and yeah, you would you wouldn't have a you had you'd have mm. no clue where to start. You know, it's very different um, to how things are done in the UK to how it's done here. Yeah. Well, all you re need, honestly, is a uh, is a passport. You know, passport copy. You don't need a bank account either. You know, you're you're taking off plan property, mm -hmm. so you pay your payments directly to the developer, um, and it goes into an escrow account, which is protected, obviously, um, the Lands Department as well, and your payments are made regularly into there. So, very very easy process. You still follow the same, you know, reservation form, yeah. um, K KYC, uh, which is a customer information form for those that don't know your reservation um, agreement, your sales purchase agreement, yep. and then, you know, you're good to go when, you put, when you're about to do your down payments, you know, you would do a bank transfer international if required, you know, okay. so it can actually be done from the UK and your payments can be made from, from the UK, you know, you can just do an online transfer straight to the escrow, yeah. Lovely. It's very easy. Yeah, yeah. Very no, easy. It's, it's, uh, I can imagine people think it would be a lot more complicated, but yeah. it's not, especially not when you don't... I mean, if you're looking at secondary market, you, you have to open a bank account and yeah. everything else, but you don't with the developer. So it's very, very easy. Well, in terms of um, people investing, that's very common that mm. who don't live in Dubai. For you personally, what are some of the main nationalities you're seeing at the moment investing? <sighs> Do you know what? Um... For our projects, a lot of your a lot of Europeans mm. will we'll say, you know, because um, I said we're, for Omnia, we get a lot of international mm. interest, uh, a lot, and it's got a lot to do with obviously Dorchester and yeah. you know um, Zaya as well. So, 
Yeah, it, it, Europeans, but it's a total mixed bunch as well, to be honest with you. You know, um, we're seeing a lot of Europeans at the moment, but yeah, I wouldn't say it's one specific, you know, um, nationality investing. Yeah, it's a total mixed, but I think that's across Dubai anyway, you know, at the moment. It's so diverse. I mean, the Brits were up there with, with, with the, uh, they, they were the largest transaction. I saw yeah. in the last call, it was yeah, it yeah. Indians, Brits, yeah. and Russians. I think yeah, yeah. Top yeah. three. And that's, that's, it's, not, it's unusual, actually, you know, the Brits aren't mm. normally the main investors here. It was very interesting to see. Yeah. Very interesting. Definitely. I think I think they've all been watching this podcast and just Pro- uh, probably yeah <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> <I'm joking. laughs> um, cool. So the question eight is again from me. Yeah. Um, so what makes Omniac different from other other developers in Dubai? Because there are a lot of developers in yeah. Dubai covering different sectors. Um, but what makes Omniac different? Um, a few things really. So Omniat, you know, they're not. We're not about being the biggest. Yeah. But we are about being the most unique. You know, so, and that's what stands us above the rest, in, in my opinion. You know, everything we create, we say we create pieces of art, you know, uh, we create lifestyles and destinations. It's not yeah. just a project. And we're one of those few developers, probably the only developer really that focuses and reproduces the Uber luxury projects. Mm. There's a lot of developers out there that, you know, are master developers and they'll do one really, you know, unique, mm-hmm. branded, you know, ultra luxury tower. But then they'll go back to the normal stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, with us, you know, we reproduce and every time we, you know, may, um, create a, a design or an idea for a project, we take all the selling points from our previous project that was the huge selling points and we incorporate it into the new project, but then we add more as well. So we don't have any pro- any two projects the same, you know, which again, you know, stands us above the rest. Mm. You know, um, like I said, you know, amenities, number one, you know, we give the most ex- outdoor space yeah. For amenities, again, we want to create this resort feel Definitely. throughout, you know, we build what we need to build. We don't overbuild, you know, to the extent where you've got a small little pool and not much outdoor space. So when you see our pro- uh, properties, you know, they have mm. huge like plots and Definitely. a lot are dedicated to, to the amenities, which is a huge selling point, you know. Yeah. So I think that just sets, sets us above the rest in terms of what we do. Definitely. I'll just say, like, if you're looking at, different developers and you know including yourself when you go to the sales offices and you you get the feeling of what type of developer yeah it is so you'll go to some sales offices with developers where it's just jam-packed with people almost as yeah. transaction almost, <coughs> it almost, feels, almost feels like a bank just transaction and mm. then you go to ones like omnia which yeah. i've been to it's very uh, from my experience is very um exclusive very exclusive um a bit quieter in, in terms of sales in a good in a good way in terms of you you're, you're looked after as an individual yes um so i'd say if you are going to look at different developers i would always recommend going to sales office and you'll get that feeling for what you're looking for yeah yeah exactly and the type of service you're going to get is then reflected using the buildings yeah. or the you know the yeah. units that you move into as yeah, well yeah no definitely i mean i mean we have our, sa- our sales office which is an opus then we have our head office there yeah. but all of our meetings are private meetings you know and we have multiple meeting rooms inside that are booked out and our clients that they come yeah. in so when you walk in it looks quiet but there's a lot going on oh, in, in, sure, in yeah. the back uh what we do private one yeah, one-on-one sure. meetings you know we try not and cross our clients over and stuff you know no, yeah, there's, um, a, there's a level of service which you can, which you get. And privacy as well, yeah, you know, yeah. not a lot of people w- want people to know what they're buying, you know, mm. as well. You know, when you have clients and they're coming in with X amount, you know, and they're looking at 80, 90, 100 million dirham properties, you know, these are very private people as well. So mm. you've got to respect their privacy and, you know, this is how it's done. We have a lot of outside meetings as well. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. we go to the clients rather than them come to us. Brilliant. Um, question nine is from Tom via mm. the podcast form. I'm looking to invest in an off-plan development for purely investment purposes. Mm-hmm. 
Should I be looking at using a Pacific rectal developer first, then seeing what options they have, or looking at an area, or what is best? Um, I'd always say rectal developer, always anyway, when yep. you're going to buy off-plan, you know, it's 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 very beneficial to to know what they've built before and what's in their portfolio, so you have some sort of vision and idea of what you're going to expect. Yeah. However, if you know what you're looking for, and specifically, like, for example, I want to be in the marina, I want to be in this location, and the, there's this one developer that's building a tower mm. there, then you, it, it's an easy job for you to go and see the developer yeah. if you know what you want, you know? But if you don't know what you want and you haven't got a clue where to start, or what area, you don't know, you know, you have no, no, no clue whatsoever, appoint a broker. Yeah. And I always say, you know, a broker will give you a non-biased opinion, you know, they will take you, sit you down, find out exactly what you, what, what you want in your criteria, and they will suggest developers for you you know, based on, on, on your requirements, uh, and they will then assist you and take you around the developers yeah. too, you know, they're, they're really good. And if you choose a strong broker, you know, they will know and have relationships with every developer in Dubai. So when you're maybe on the laptop and you're Googling, you know, new projects and, yeah. you know, you're getting the same stuff coming up, because there's a lot of projects that haven't been released yet. And like ourselves, Omnia, you know, we have stuff that we haven't gone public with yeah. yet. But the strong brokers who have the connections with the developers will always know beforehand, you know, because we do sort of a pre-launch, which is, you know, we, we approach the agents ourselves mm. and uh, as Omniac, we do the same. Mm. Look, this is coming, you know, so yeah. this broker probably has something that you don't even know exists or what's coming, you know? Very so, common. Uh, yeah, it's, you know, I'd always say a point of broker, unless you know very specifically that you want this one project, go for, if not a point of broker, but always a referral developer, you know, yeah, make yeah. sure they've got stuff that you can go and see, even if it's an old, that's how I just have some sort of idea and the quality to build, you know, and what, what to produce, you know, so always, always do your research. Definitely. <laughs> Last question. Uh, we always finish off with this one. What is your one bit of advice for someone thinking of investing in the Dubai real estate market? Um, just go for it. Don't sit about, <laughs> don't wait for the prices to drop. Yeah. Honestly, I have these conversations all the time and, uh, you know, clients who I spoke to, um, in, Jan in January, are oh, waiting for the market to drop, and you know they're expecting it, you know something to happen. It, it's not going to happen. It's not Dubai's. The, the market's been the best it's been. I've seen. I've seen it. Sorry, in the in the whole ten years I've been here, and on both sides as well, secondary and mm. and off plan. But don't sit about if you're in a position and you need to buy, or you're an end user, or even an investor. Bite the bullet because you know he, my one of my clients he was in a worse position now than he was in January. He should have bought in January because you wait. And he knows, he's like, I yeah. should have just listened. I should have just got it, got it, Josh. And I was like, I know, but never mind. Today's the day, you know, but it would take something today because in six months time, this property is going to be, it's going to have increased anyway. You know, it does, I don't really see. No, see. definitely with off plan, like, as you said, as soon as exactly. you get the keys, and most times it's already appreciated. Exactly, yeah. But anyone looking to invest, just go for it, you know. Definitely. I, I was, so I had a conversation, um, Last week, and uh, a few weeks with Dr. Michael. Um, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, seen, was he a good he came on and teased on the research. And over the last 15 years, the buy real estate market has given 11% annualized returns over the last 15 years. And yeah. we were saying if you've got a medium to long term investment mind, which most good investors do, mm -hmm. you know, yes, you can yeah, yeah. make short term profits here and there, mm -hmm. of, of course, with flipping, like we've mentioned. Yeah. If you've got a medium to long term mindset, you can't really go too wrong with the buy real estate market. Mm -hmm. and, you know, obviously it depends on the project, yeah, you know, yeah. of course. But if you look at the course of the history, it's 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 delivered high returns and most you know most a lot of in, of other investment um, 
yeah, opportunities no. out there. So 100 percent, and like they say, you know, the market's great at, at the minute, and it's nice to see. You know, there's projects launching yeah. left, right, and center every single week. And then people say, you know, oh, there's an oversupply, and there's not, you know, because if you look at the projects that are launching, you know, these are not master communities, you know, they're not no. your towers that have got thousands of units in, you know, the the towers, 38 units, we've just launched one, you know, um, you've got one on the palm, which just launched, you know, like 80 units, and the, the, the boutique towers, let's call mm. them, you know, so though you might see five, six towers just launched, when you look at the inventory within them, there's not that many, and with the influx of people coming in, you know, for, for the golden visa, for example, you know, there's there's yeah. actually not enough. Not enough. There's so I would many say. questions about that at the moment. Yeah, there's not there's not enough. You know, so uh, there's a ve- there's enough appetite mm. for, for all these developments that are taking that taking place on launching for sure. And the right they sell out. Some of the, I mean, that, y- your that, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, we we launched only um, Bella officially last week. Um, it's fifty percent, I think, or just over. Um, Sold out, and you know we're talking starting from thirty million. So Vela starts from thirty million, and that's for a three bedroom, you know. So, and then our highest price one, you know, mm. looking up to two hundred. So, you know, and and I now I'm looking at a property at a hundred million. I consider that I don't consider that expensive anymore. Yeah, you know, and and even the thirties and the forties, I don't back way back then. It'd be like, wow, that is so expensive, you know. And it it's it's not. It, it's becoming the norm. Yeah. Yeah, it is, it, sure. exactly, exactly, and then you know the buys obviously just ever growing. So we'll be centre of, of the world soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what everyone says. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming no on. Um, thank lastly, you very before much. before you go, where can listeners find you? Ask some questions. Obviously, find out more more about Omnia as well. Um, you can put, tag me on my on my Instagram there. Yeah, so I'll leave the links put, below. Yeah, leave the links below. Put my, my Instagram there. You can contact me on there. Um, send me a DM. Yeah. Um, I'll get back to you. Definitely. And if there's any uh, content questions about Omnia as well, I'll leave our link down below as well. So you can, of course, get in touch and we can go and hopefully yeah, give perfect. you a tour yeah. around some of these yeah. uh, amazing developments, yeah. you know, specifically that are coming up there. Really, really exciting. So thank you so much for tuning in no to problem. Dubai Real Estate Club. Thanks for coming on, Josh. Um, make sure to tune in next week. We're answering your questions about the Dubai real estate market. And I will see you then.